Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have the best deal for you. How about going with my friends at Bet Online? This is one of the busiest times of year. College football, NFL, 50% off your welcome bonus today with Bet Online. Head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. It's a 50% bonus up to $1,000 with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. B L E A V. Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is the website. BetOnline, where the game starts. Fall is simply football season, and fans across the country are hoping that preseason hype leads to postseason success. In the NFL, we'll see if early Super Bowl favorites like the Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, and Bills can hold off up-and-comers. And college football fans are wondering if Georgia will make it a three-peat or if top-ranked challengers like Michigan or Florida State can take home the national championship trophy. The college football and NFL seasons are defined by big plays, injuries, and coaching decisions. As a football fan, I also want to hear about the behind-the-scenes and off-field stories that shape the season. The football interviews and topics you hear on the ML Sports Platter are shaped by lessons learned at St. Bonaventure University. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism at St. Bonnie equips reporters and hosts for digital storytelling across the sports world. Students learn how to tell compelling stories through digital and traditional platforms. They are also encouraged to envision the future of sports journalism with their capstone projects. This 100% online degree builds on decades of academic excellence, and I'm a proud Bonnie, and I can tell you that you can join me in a growing list of notable graduates, including the New York Post Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. In fact, you'll hear from an accomplished alum or industry expert during video masterclasses in each course. Contact an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com today to learn more about the online Master of Sports Journalism. That's sbujournalism.com. What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonnette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Stanley Law Offices together. They'll work to get you the maximum reward and a big-time tip of the cap. Thank you as well to friends of the program, the Swan and Whitaker families, Bob Lindsley and Daryl Abert, and associate sponsors, Welch & Company Jewelers, Camillus Golf Club, and Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual, New York State, tax-efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian today. He's on LinkedIn and Facebook. He can put together any possible plan. You could be single, married, have kids, retiring, not retiring, kids going to college, refinancing homes, you're moving. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. He's got the right plan for you. We're super happy with Brian, and you can be too. Advisors.massmutual.com. Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual, New York State, is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. We bring him in, the Buffalo Bills beat reporter for Syracuse.com of the Post Standard. He's the host of the Shout Buffalo Football Podcast, a tremendous, tremendous media personality, one of my favorites out there. News for Buffalo, you can catch him on all the pregames, you can catch him on all the postgames. He's unbelievable at what he does. Let's bring him in, Matt Perino, on Twitter, at Matt Perino, and make sure you catch Shout on location throughout New York State. We can also say Central New York now, because they just recently did a show at Turning Stone Resort and Casino as well. Matt Perino, my man, how are you, buddy? I'm good, how are you? Hanging in there, I, I, I clear something up in the beginning of, of this particular interview. 
I don't know what to think about the Bills. I mean, is it better for them to be just winning and it doesn't matter how they win? Is it better to win with the explosive offense we saw at the beginning of the year? I mean, which one? Which one's right? How should we feel, right? Because it's a little uglier now. Josh Allen's making mistakes now. You have more of a ground game. You're not winning, you know, mid to high 30s. You're winning, having to come back sometimes and get third and threes when starters shouldn't be in the game, right? So it's a different look. But they're winning, so how should we feel? Well, I think that's the most important thing at this stage is winning and you know finding ways to beat lesser opponents even when you maybe don't have your best game. I thought defensively over the last couple of weeks, it's where you want them to be. Um, they kind of went through a little bit of a weird identity shift in the Dallas Cowboys game when they ran it down their throats, and I wonder if that didn't cause some... Um, confusion within the offense itself because trying to implement that over the course of Allen's career has been difficult going back to Brian Dable. And so now when you have that kind of success and you want to maybe lean on the run game a little bit and, and when it's not as effective the last couple of weeks, what happens to the passing game? And, you know, obviously something's up with Stefan Diggs. I don't know particularly what it is. You know, Sean McDermott and Joe Brady said yesterday that it's, you know, it comes down to personnel usage, certain plays when they're trying to get him a blow. And it, it all just kind of feels a little bit strange. Uh, but at the same time, like, they're in a spot right now going on the road against a team that they've had so much success against and who is absolutely ravaged with injuries on the defensive side of the ball that I, I don't even know what kind of offense needs to show up for them to kind of win because they've had so much success against them. Yeah, I feel the same way. That defense is banged up big time. Uh, give me a little bit on Josh Allen here. How serious is this little stinger? I mean, it's not something that you, you probably want to see. And I think, you know, where it happened in the game, you know, trying to ice this thing late in the game isn't ideal either. Uh, he said he had, had never felt anything like it before. And he's like an Iron Man, dude. Like, Every time this guy gets injured, I don't care if it's the, the elbow, the shoulder, you know, the neck, like he downplays it so profusely and is right back out there on the practice field at the next opportunity. So I'm not overreacting to it yet, but you also wonder like the last couple of weeks, like, you know, the shoulder has remained something that's he's been dealing with. He's been on the injury report with it, even though he's been practicing for most of the season. And so you start to wonder as the throws the throw count piles up, how much is of that is affecting him in-game? And now if he's got another injury to deal with, that's another kind of layer to all of this. So it's definitely something I'm monitoring. Give me your Bills-Dolphins kind of quick minute and a half, 90-second you know, preview here. Do you think the Bills get it done? So I like, I love the matchup against their defense. And I, lo- I love it even in, even if Bradley Chubb is playing and, and um, Xavier Howard's playing. I went back and watched the Ravens game, and, you know, there's some players on that defense that are just struggling. Duke Riley, who plays at the linebacker position for them, is a guy that if I'm Joe Brady watching on film, I am looking to exploit at every single turn. And to me, the guy that you could do that with is James Cook. Um, Justice Hill last week for the Ravens. Gus Edwards for the Ravens in the passing game, in the run game, exploited him. And so you, you have to do that in this game. I'm very um, bearish on the Dolphins being able to generate any kind of 
consistent pass rush without their two top edge rushers and Jalen Phillips and now Bradley Chubb being down. And then Xavier Howard going out means it's Eli Apple season. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, go back to last year when the Bengals eliminated the, the Bills and the tweet that uh, Eli Apple put out there. You want to take a game with all the stakes that come with this one and then bake in what Stefan Diggs probably remembers thinking about Eli Apple mm-hmm. and man, get your popcorn ready. Like that's going to be something I'm very tuned into watching. And then offensively, you know, under the radar too has suffered a shoulder injury at the end of that game last week. And uh, we'll see what his practice status is starting tomorrow. Um, but Jalen Waddle dealing with that high ankle sprain, even if he does play is not going to be at a hundred percent. Uh, Raheem Mostert likely gets back. I don't know if he'll be at 100%. So they're super banged up, and this is a Bills defense that, thinking about trying to stop the Dolphins' offense with a full season's worth of tape now uh, with what they've been and what they've tried to be, I really like that matchup for the Bills' defense too. So I I, I see them winning it. Yeah, and uh, Stephon Diggs has not had an 100-yard game since October 15th against the Giants, and yet... He still has 100 catches, 1,096 yards, and eight touchdowns on the season. Could easily, you know, he's had some drop problems too, but good grief. I want to wrap it with this in, in a minute or so, Matt. If you had to pick <clears throat> whether it's offense or it's defense this year, kind of an unsung hero. You know, uh, maybe the word hero is stupid, but an unsung guy. Wow, didn't see it coming. What a difference maker. Uh, Filling in for somebody for an injury. A guy who the Bills took a chance at. Whatever the circumstance is, who's the unsung guy on this team this year? So I I, I think two guys come to mind. Like I think it's easy to go with Rasul Douglas because of what he's done to solidify that cornerback one spot. But I think overarching and maybe more an even more important position on the defense, Terrell Bernard. Like, I mean, dial it back, like, before the season. Everybody was talking about what in the world are the Bills doing with not addressing the middle linebacker position all offseason long. They're going in with an unproven second-year guy and a, and a UDFA and Tyrell Dotson, who had a ton of question marks as well. And Bernard's come out here and put up a season that's eclipsed a lot of the big-time stats that Tremaine Edmonds had in his entire Bills career. And so that's, um, to me... That consistency with Matt Milano going down for the year, I mean, that's about as unsung as it gets. And then on the offensive side of the ball, listen, I think Connor McGovern was an under-the-radar signing when they brought him in. Ben Powers was the top target that everybody talked about all offseason long. He got a big, massive contract, and the Bills got McGovern for pennies on the dollar. I mean, they paid him $7 million a season, and he's been worth every penny of that. Um you know, they went out and they brought in Osiris Torrance, but McGovern to me has been the most consistent pass blocker on the interior. And that's in a season where like from week to week, if you follow the PFF chart week to week in terms of the, you know, the grades, Mitch Morris is bouncing up and down, up and down, up and down. It's like McGovern, you know, Torrance has been kind of bad on the second half of the season. And then McGovern, he's been pretty steady in, in, in what he's offered. So I, I think without McGovern and that stability on the offensive line, that he brought 15 pressures he's given up this season uh, going into last week's game. That's down from 45 from Roger Saffold at the same spot last year. Well, this was awesome. We can't wait for Bills Dolphins flex to the Sunday nighter. Matt Perino does an unbelievable job covering the Buffalo Bills. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you, man. Gotcha, brother. Take care. Again, you can follow Matt Perino on Twitter at Matt Perino, the outstanding Buffalo Bills insider. 
and beat reporter for Syracuse.com and host of the Shout Buffalo Football Podcast with my main man, Ryan Talbot, as well. At Matt Perino on Twitter. Man, it's going to be unbelievable. Bills and Dolphins coming up this Sunday night. Mike Lindsley with you here. It's the ML Sports Platter brought to you by our good friends at Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward and a big tip of the cap. Thank you to Camillus Golf Club, Welch and Company Jewelers, and Ken's Auto Detailing. And I wanted to dive into this game maybe for a few minutes here uh, as well in closing. Um, Matt obviously said basically uh, uh, A to Z everything you could ever imagine in terms of this matchup. Um, I think there's three big things for me why I like the Bills in in this particular game. No, number one is, again, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, hoping, thinking that Josh Allen will be okay to play. <clears throat> Even if the Stinger is, is, is somewhat of a, a little bit of a problem. I mean, Josh Allen at 80%. Um, you know, what do they say now? Everybody is hurt this time of year, right? Um is is far superior than than, than Tua. Um, I know <clears throat> people rag on Josh Allen with the 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 turnovers. <clears throat> um, he has looked iffy. Um, the passing game is not right. It's a major problem. I'd like to see it get turned around. I don't know how they do it. Maybe this is just who they are this year, and then you have to regroup. You know, regroup. <clears throat> but what I know is Josh Allen playing against Miami. He's going to go over four thousand yards on the season. I know that, whoa, everybody can go over 4,000. Okay. Well, you can argue that. Like when Patrick Mahomes, you know, 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns, well, everybody's getting a ton of yards. But there was only one guy when he had that season of 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. Sure, it's a passing league. Most people fall out of bed and get 3,500 yards, and I get that. But how many, you know, really have 4,000 yards in a season? How many, how many quarterbacks have 4,000 yards, right? I'll tell you how many have it right now before week 18. Five. You know how many quarterbacks are on the list and the stat sheet who have played in the NFL this year? 50. Five of 50 quarterbacks, five, going into week 18 have 4,000 yards. Tua, Brock Purdy, Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, Pat Mahomes, that's it. That's the list. Now, you're probably going to get another, mm, I would say, at least five or six more. Okay? But again, that's still one-fifth of the quarterbacks who play getting 4,000 yards. Baker's going to get it. Stroud will get it. Jordan Love will get it. Hertz will get it. You know, Sam Howell will probably get it. Trevor Lawrence will get it. You know, they still have to get 200-plus, though. I mean, they still have to get, like, 260, 250. But there's all those guys who are going to get it, probably. Josh Allen has 53 yards to go. He's going to get it. So I would say Stafford, Allen, Baker, C.J. Stroud, Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts are your shoe-ins. And then from there, any collection of Howell, Lawrence, you know, I mean, Lamar's probably going to sit, right? But, like, you know, any kind of, so maybe six, let's say five, six guys, right? Six, six, let's go, let's go six-ish, seven-ish. Okay, that's still 11 guys-ish or so. Out of 50 with 4,000 yards? Come on now. And how many guys in the NFL have, last I checked, 40 touchdowns this season? How many guys have, you know, 40 touchdowns in four straight seasons, right? I mean, how many How many have that, right? So, um you know, Josh Allen has got 40 touchdowns for the fourth straight season. 
And there's no player in the history of the NFL to, to, to have done that. So I'm riding and dying with 17. I mean, I, yeah, I'm frustrated. Stupid Josh, sugar high Josh, whatever you want to call him. Matt always calls him sugar high Josh, so I take that from him. But, you know, you get that from Allen a lot, right? You get it from him. But you know what else you get? You get QB1, 10 plays, 75 yards, touchdown when you need it. You get QB1 scoring 40 touchdowns in a season. You get QB1 scoring, uh, you know, getting 4,000 yards in a season. You get QB1 on third and three, getting a first down when you need it. You get QB1 teardropping it to Dalton Kincaid when you need it. You have QB1 putting it in right the exact same spot for Stephon Diggs over and over again in Los Angeles on third and long when you need it. You have QB1 throwing darts across the middle to anybody and everybody when you need it. And by the way, he is, his 10 interceptions this year, or excuse me, his 16 interceptions this year should be 10, I should say. They should be 10 or even 9 or 8. Because a lot of tip balls, right? Think about Brock Purdy against, you know, Baltimore in that game where, oh, he was so bad. And he was just four picks he had, right? Two of them were tip balls. Quarterbacks can't control that. Sometimes they throw bad balls. And don't get me wrong, Josh Allen's been, he was bad against New England. He's had some bad spots this year. This is not vintage A to Z consistent superhero Mr. Josh Allen across the board. I still think he's played an A-minus game this year. I do. I really do. B-plus, A-minus. I do. But it's not the A-A-plus. It's not that next level Josh Allen from week one to week 18 that we're accustomed to. Most of it has been there, but a lot of it hasn't. He's thrown 16 picks. I understand what the situation is. But when you need him, he's there. When you need him on third and eight over and over and over and over and over again, he's there. The Chargers game. When you're down, when you're starting slow, no matter who your coordinator is, whether it's Dorsey or Brady, and yes, they have started slow under Brady as well, because look at the Patriot game, look at the Charger game. Josh Allen comes through in the end. The defense failed him against the Pats, the Jets, 12 men on the field against Denver, and, you know, the Jaguar-London game, right? Sean McDermott unfreezes the kicker against the Eagles. That was the all-world Josh Allen that we saw. Those four games completely winnable. The Bills win those, and the Bills are coasting to the one seed in the AFC and sitting everybody in Miami. They're not even worried about it. They're four, you know, they have 14 wins. At the very least, they have 12. You know, win two of those, for God's sakes. That's all you're at. Go to 500 in those games against inferior teams with all of those blunders. Allen came back. He still found a way in the fourth quarter. Jets, Pats, Jags, still found a way, right? Still found a way in those games. I guess it was a double-digit lead at half against the Jets, but you get the point. They still had the lead, and and QB1 was still doing enough against a defense that at that time was elite. Since then, not so much because they've been left on the field the entire season. But you get the point. And then it was defensive breakdowns and all the rest. Think about that. Those games, right? Jets, Pats, Jags, right? Look at the Gabe Davis drop, right? Allen hits him in the hands in the Denver game. Denver picks that ball. What happens if they drive down the field and score... Score there. Buffalo has a million piles of momentum, right? So, Allen, I still ride and die with this guy. I do. The frustration as a Bills fan, okay. Throwing picks and all, okay. But you look at the touchdowns. I mean, my God, the touchdowns. He has 42 touchdowns going into this Miami game. So, that's number one. The Bills have Josh Allen. They don't. It's that simple. Tua banged up. Tua doesn't his first read. He's dead. The Bills defense is suffocating right now. Going up against Tua. Waddle's banged up a little bit, sure. but the quarterback for, for quarterback, bango. That's it. That's the list. They, you know, Bills have Josh Allen. They don't, and Josh Allen has success against Miami. The other thing I would say is momentum. Even though the Bills have won somewhat ugly the last couple of weeks, they've won. Miami is not winning. That's that simple. I mean, I think the Bills have the momentum going here, right? 
There's a couple other things I wanted to mention. I said three, but there's a couple. This game at Sunday night, not playing in that 85 degree heat where you're on that sideline where we saw him baking last year. I think that plays into it a little bit. Not a ton, but a little bit, right? And so I would go with that favoring the Buffalo Bills as well. I would also say that the Bills have an X factor on the ground that they didn't have last year when they played the Dolphins and earlier this year when they didn't play the Dolphins. And that guy is James Cook. James Cook has been unbelievable this year. He's got to take care of the football. He fumbles it too much still, but he has an 1,000-yard season. He has rushed for some unbelievable plays. He has been a, a great counter to the passing game of the Buffalo Bills, and they have that to balance it. If they're struggling throwing it, the Dolphins struggle against the run, right? Period, end of discussion. And even though both teams are banged up here and there, everybody's banged up this time of year. The Bills are less banged up as a whole. The other factor is going to be Daquan Jones. The Bills on defense have a major run plugger back, and that's going to be a huge advantage as well. It's going to be about red zone, smarts, third down efficiency on both sides of the ball, turnovers, short fields and special teams, efficiency, right? Avoiding third and longs. And I think we've been waiting for Stefan Diggs to have a 100-yard game. We've been waiting for him to be explosive. I think this is the game. We've waited. I've said it. He has not had a 100-yard game since the Giant game. He hasn't. But I think this is it. He's gone 58, 70, 86, 34, 27, 74, 24, 48, 29, and 26 yards. Before that, he had one, two, three, four, five, 100 yard games, right? One, two, three, four, five, 100 yard games in the first six games of the year. I think he breaks out for 100. I think James Cook has a really good game. I think the Bills' offense does enough. And I think they win this thing 26 to 23. Mike Lindsley with it here. ML Sports Platter. It's all brought to you by our good friends at Rosie's Corner. Stop by for their comfort food all week, including Meatloaf Monday and Chicken and Biscuit Wednesday. Rosie's Corner gift cards for any and all occasions as well. Rosie's Corner is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. And a big thanks to Camillus Golf Club and our friends at Bonnet Sales and Service. Hey, get new garage doors this season with Bonnet Sales and Service. Free estimates are available no matter where you live in Central New York. BonnetSalesandService.com. They are servicing all of Central New York from Onondaga to Oswego counties and everywhere in between. Commercial and personal garage doors go with Bonnet Sales and Service with that free estimate today. BonnetSalesandService.com, a proud ML Sports Platter supporter and the official garage door of the program. Hey, as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.